what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, August 26th, 2023. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Last podcast of August 2023 is two-thirds of the way over. My name is Quinn, and this is my show. I am the uh, line producer, executive producer, assistant producer of this fine program, Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Tom Podcast, and we are the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. Hello, Hyderabad, Khyber Pass, Karachi, Bombay, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Beantown Networks, BeantownPodcast.com, some real good stuff going on there. And hello to Chicago, where we are recording from today i've been scatting and bebopping all over the city today i've been uh, i've been busy i woke up i'll say this i i i had a decent amount to drink last night just beers um out at the at the bars uh, watching the cubs get just not smacked but uh, they lost two to one they didn't score a run till the ninth inning and they just looked terrible so that was fun to a miserable sorry franchise franchise like the Pittsburgh Pirates but uh had some of those and then uh you know just didn't get to bed till probably closer to 11:30 ish something like that um uh, r- rallied this morning set the alarm for 6 that didn't work tried again at 7 made it work thankfully a kind of a cool morning here we had a whole heat wave we didn't even get to record during the heat wave it was like 111 here on Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday were brutal, uh, which reminds me before we go any further, listeners, questions, advice, when you're listening to this program, number one, occasionally some language, number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, and speaking of drinking, uh, I'm working on a neon, nope, this is not the neon, this is the Hazy Beer Hug, a classic Chicago beer, classic Goose Island beer, so just, just tapped into it. About five seconds before I hit the record button, so we're working on that first bev of the day. But woke up this morning and said, "You know what? Let's go out there. Let's hit the trails, the lakefront trail, and uh, see how it goes." Good, you know, good people watching on a day like today where it's a little bit cooler, so you can, you know, you don't have to wake up at like five thirty a.m. to get your long run in. So I was out there, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock or so. And uh, went down to Gold Coast and back up, logged nine and a half miles. It was probably my longest run in, uh, I don't even know how long. It's been a while since I pushed myself that far. I was definitely feeling it. I forgot my knee braces. I just neglected to wear them. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a struggle towards the end, I'll tell you what. But a lot of good people watching. And... Uh, the sun was uh, behind the clouds, so I didn't have to worry about sunburn or anything like that. So that was nice. And then I just walked back in about 15 minutes ago from a long walk around the neighborhood. Uh, went down to campus, scoping out uh, for Monday. Uh, all next week is is uh, teaching week here um, for the new first-year students that I mentor and shepherd and, you know, the like. So it was just uh, wasn't actually didn't need to actually scope anything out, right? I literally worked there, but um, it was just as a, it's a nice day, very windy, but the sun's out and it's like seventy five degrees. It's muggy, but it's it's perfect just walking weather, you know. Walking weather, W A L K I N apostrophe weather. 
Um, and so I logged another like four and a half miles there. So good day, a lot of good steps. I guess if you're doing the math between those two things, we're up to, what would that be, like 14 miles, something like that, between the walk and the run. So good stuff. Back home in my uh, itty-bitty blue shorts here. Uh, the reason I had time to do all this stuff today, Rachel is uh, out and about down in Champaign uh, visiting future sister-in-law, Sammy, uh, future sister-in-law, that doesn't make sense, future sister-in-law of the podcast, Sammy, who has returned back to school. So shout out to the whole Ramos clan, Betty, Jose, Sammy, Amanda, Rachel. Hope you guys are having a fun day. Um, we, uh, one, one thing I'm going to get into here, there is, this podcast can be a little bit scattered. We do have a topic towards the end here, but I do have my palindrome for you. I've got trivia for you. I have, uh, we, it's a, it's a sequel episode, right? We don't do sequels too often. There's, there's shows, annual shows that we do every year, right? Our taxes special fantasy football special, which will be next week. Um, you know, Halloween spectacular, all, all sorts of stuff, fun, fun episodes for the whole family. But this is actually going to be like a sequel because this is just a follow-up to a show. I had to look it up. We did it, I think, two summers ago. I thought it was older than that, but it's not. It's uh, It was our top 10 medical procedures I've always wanted to try. As you know, I'm uh, officially an unlicensed, unregistered nurse, kind of a, a URN. It's one of those degrees you don't really have to go to school for. You can kind of watch some videos online, you know, do a webinar. Um, basically, it's... it's it's, you know, it just you don't really have the hassle of all the credentials and the, you know, state laws and federal guidelines and stuff. And, I you know, I don't want to get into that. I'd rather just kind of do the healing, uh, you know, and, and kind of get in there with, you know, some, some snips. I love referring to scissors as snips because it's like you could be you could be trying to cut the hook out of a fish mouth or you could be... Uh, I don't know, doing one of these medical procedures we're going to talk about in a second here. So I'll give you the list of 10 when we get there from last time. And then this one, I think we have eight going on here. Um, But Rachel was at Jonas Brothers last night, which was pretty wild from what I heard. Um, And it reminded me, I had to watch this today. So you you can't talk about the Jonas Brothers without talking about bonus Jonas, right? And I think for a long time, Bonus Jonas was like not the butt of the joke, but it was just kind of uh, you knew he existed, but you didn't really know what his name was or like what was he doing in life. You know, he's he's like fourteen years younger than the 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 other the other ones. I think I think uh, Nick Jonas is the third youngest, and I think he's like thirty six or something now. And Bonus Jonas is like twenty one or twenty two or something. So I actually I looked it up and. Uh, Frankie, Frankie Jonas, if you can believe it. So you got, you got uh, Kevin, Joe, Nick, and Frankie, in order of age. Because I'm a total, I'm a total Joe bro head at this point. I know all the ages, all the names. And I had to. I texted Rachel this from a bar last night while she was at the concert. I was like, because they were. I was. I was watching the Cubs game, but they was. They were playing all. Jonas Brother and Jonas Brother adjacent music on the loudspeaker, and a Taylor Swift song came on, and I had to ask Rachel, hey, did one of these J-bros, including Franklin, 
ever uh, date Taylor Swift because that feels right up their alley, you know. And apparently she dated uh, Joe Jonas, I believe. So I don't think they're still together. I don't think it worked out very well based off of my understanding. But here's my question. Does Taylor Swift have like a signature song about Joe Jonas? Because there's, you know, there's All Too Well, which was about Jake Gyllenhaal, right? There's... uh, John John, I think it's called, which is about John Mayer. Uh, there's probably one about, uh, I don't know, who else did she date? Justin Bieber. It was called, I think it was called like, Hey Justin or something like that. So she's, you know, she's got a lot of songs. My question, which I've already asked, is did Joe Jonas get a signature song? So that's something I'll have to look into. But my instincts did prove me correct. She, she, she did date one of the Jonas Brothers. I actually listened to... Uh, a snippet because I couldn't, boy, I could not bring myself to listen to the full, you know, two minutes and seven seconds that this this song was. But uh, Bonus Jonas put out uh, is putting out some music. He's trying to make it in the industry. He's got a very deep voice, and it's not it's not like a bad voice or anything, but it's not really like a pop music kind of voice. And the the style of song he chose that I listened to like was a very strange fit for his voice. So. Look, I don't have any uh, personal vendettas against Bonus Jonas. I hope he has a long and illustrious career. But uh, I don't know. I think Franklin's fighting an uphill battle. It did remind me, though, of a great SNL sketch, which I would encourage you to watch. It's our Beantown featured YouTube video of the week. This is where I'd play that jingle that I wrote for this recurring segment, if I had one. Uh, but it's the it's a sketch about Bonus Jonas. But not about Franklin Jonas. The joke is that there's uh, Alec Baldwin plays Bonus Jonas, and it's pretty fun. Um, it's a little, it gets a little stale around like, you know, seventy five percent of the way through. But it's Alec Baldwin does this great thing <laughs> uh, a couple times in the sketch where they're like voting on something as a band, and he says, "I'm the oldest, so my vote counts twice." And you just said you'd have to watch it. It's 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 way funnier when he actually does it, but he always counts. It's like one, two for me. And then the Jonas brothers raise their hand and they're like, one, two, three, and he realizes it's outnumbered. He's like, damn. It's uh I hadn't seen it in probably three or four years at this point, but it's uh it's pretty enjoyable. So go check it out. That's our Beantown Podcast featured YouTube video of the week. You can find the entire collection on beantownpodcast.com slash videos. Uh, if you go there and you get a 404 page not found, just, uh, you know, it's probably, it's you, you know, it's not me for sure. Uh, but you could always email your complaints to beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Okay, today's palindrome of the day. I was listening to some Journey, which we talked about a couple weeks ago on this program uh, on my walk today. And this song or this uh, this this word, I feel like could be the name of a journey album. That's sort of the the uh, vision I've taken with this word. So today's palindrome of the day: reviver, not survivor, reviver. Like reviver, I hardly know her. R e v i v e r. I had to uh, stand up. I'm podcasting while standing up currently. Uh, that, uh, something with these short shorts really was kind of bunching my, my jimmies. 
rustling my jimmies, getting my jimmies in a knot. My jimmies are doing all sorts of things. But we're back to being seated here. Probably should have turned on a fan. I, uh, I finally made the switch of the AC off today with our incredible, illustrious heat wave past couple of days. It's been on for a while. But I just felt like, you know, I was keeping the AC at like 74, 75. And that's what the temperature was outside. And it's windy and breezy outside. So I was just kind of like, you know what, let's just, uh, let's give the old ComEd boy a break and get some all natural stuff going on in here. But uh, it gets hot when I podcast. You know, speaking to tens of, of tens of people can be nerve wracking from time to time. Even the even for seasoned pros, I think we're what like nine episodes or something away from, maybe even less than that. Maybe like seven or eight episodes away from number three hundred, which is pretty exciting. Um, I mentioned Jonas Brothers obviously played at Wrigley last night. The night before was Guns and Roses, and I wasn't home much last night to like try to hear the Jonas Brothers. I heard them a little bit on my walk. Excuse me from uh, the last bar I was at Greystone uh, back home song I didn't know but the way the wind was blowing Thursday night when I was at home I could hear full-on Axl Rose Guns N' Roses action uh, in fact there was a point where I opened the window a little bit not for too long right uh, got that AC on but I caught it in the right perfect timing of uh, the ending guitar solo for Sweet Child of Mine where do we go now? Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Okay. That's enough of that. Uh, but it was kind of cool, you know? Kind of cool to hear it live. Those tickets were going super cheap. I, uh, I, I had my finger all the way on the button a couple of times on Thursday at the office just... Just, uh, you know, because Rachel was going out to uh, dinner, drinks with her friends, and I was just like, I got a wide open night here. Um, it's, you know, literally down the street from the apartment, all that fun stuff. But I was then I was just like, you know what, I don't want to actually, like, I don't really care that much about Guns N' Roses. I don't want to sit there for, like, two and a half hours, overpriced beer, to know, like, you know, three or four songs, right? So... And I'll say this, I was walking home, uh, you know, with different concerts at Wrigley, it attracts different uh, crowds and types of people, right? So, like, we went to Springsteen, and it was, uh, I would say white people was really the demographic, which could be applied to a lot of the Wrigley concerts, including Jonas Brothers and Guns N' Roses and Pink and all that stuff. But, um, you know, Jonas Brothers, there were it was mostly females between, like, 16 and 30 i would say um and then pink we talked about this the other uh a couple episodes ago i think but i was like to this day i still don't really understand pink's market it's not that i dislike her i just personally don't have a good grasp on like who's a really big pink fan edgy lesbians i don't i don't know i think that's probably a pretty big population so i get it not disparaging that in any way I'm just not as personally familiar. The point I'm trying to make here, though, is I was walking home from the train uh, Thursday, like an hour or two before the concert started, and the the crew the the crew 
I was going to say group and, and crowd, and then it came out as crew, Columbus crew, MLS legends. Uh, the crew of people that that concert seemed to attract was a lot of like 50-year-old smoker, biker game kind of biker gang kind of people. And uh, I just wasn't sure like if I wanted to be amongst that uh, you know, for two or three hours. Not to mention our stadiums have gotten less safe. If you went to uh, the White Sox athletics game last night, not only did you uh, witness the athletics went 12 to 4, and let's just put it this way. If you are a baseball team that loses at home in 2023 to the Oakland athletics by eight plus runs, um, that's about as, as just bad as it gets. I mean, Baseball, we've we've said this before. Baseball is a random sport where you can be a good team, you play a bad team, you lose crazy games, random games. Like there's only so much you can always control. The White Sox are not a good team; they're also a bad team. But the Athletics are like historically one of the worst baseball teams in the history of baseball. And so when you give up 12 runs at home and only score four against that type of uh, machine. It's pretty embarrassing, but of course, not as embarrassing as let, letting fans smuggle guns into your game. And the crazy thing is, is these people got shot during the game. It was like the fourth inning or something like that. They get, they just keep playing. Now, they finally came to their senses. They canceled the post-concert Vanilla Ice experience, which is uh, Vanilla Ice after a baseball game, something I'm very familiar with from my uh, time up in Milwaukee last summer when friend of the show Sam Anderson and I went to a Brewers game and then stuck around for the Vanilla Ice concert with dancing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that great fun stuff. But the uh, the fans in Chicago, unfortunately, last night didn't get to enjoy that same same experience. So they wouldn't uh, wouldn't postpone or cancel the baseball game, but Vanilla Ice got, uh, got chopped, so... Uh, but I mentioned Guns N' Roses because that's going to be today's Beantown Podcast trivia question of the week. There will be one trivia question, and then uh, I'll give you a little bonus action if you want to take a guess. Although it'll be kind of hard to get the bonus question unless you just know it. It's not one of those questions you can sort of reason. I guess the first one, the main one, is kind of that way too. Um, but it's it's one of those things you've probably heard before. Uh, you're probably not going to know it per se. Uh, unless you're really plugged into the history of Guns N' Roses. But you can give it a shot. So Guns N' Roses, you might know uh, their names, or or the name of the band was formed because members of two previous bands came together to form Guns N' Roses. And so they took their names from the two, they took their name from the previous bands they were in. So I just want you to name those two bands that, Guns and Roses uh, were born out of. I will say this. I looked this up. Uh, it has to do with the bonus question, which will not be about Axl Rose. But at first, I wanted to look up just to see what is Axl Rose's real name. Is it actually Rose? How legit? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is the Rose aspect of Guns and Roses? His last name, his birth name, uh, is Rose. So it was William Bruce Rose Jr. So there you go. It's not nothing crazy. Our bonus question will have to do with his bandmate, however. So if you need more time to come up with the two bands uh, who lost members to go on to form Guns N' Roses, you can go ahead and pause. The answer to this one, 
It's Hollywood Rose and L.A. Guns. So there you go. If you had the bands Hollywood Rose and L.A. Guns, then you'd be in good shape. I don't really have a lot of good additional information about uh, any of these. Hollywood Rose was formed in 1983, and uh, they did a couple little, some minor revival in like 1989 for a year, but that was about it. I think Guns N' Roses has broken up a decent amount. L.A. Guns also formed in 1983, so everyone's kind of on the same page here. And uh, 1983, looks like they, they, the L.A. Guns stuck around for, for much longer. Um, they have a much longer Wikipedia article than Hollywood Rose. And they're still kind of going, so good for them. Tracy Guns, Tracy Richard Irving Allrich, known professionally as Tracy Guns with two eyes, American guitarist. There you go. He was also a founding member of Guns N' Roses, but left shortly afterwards and re- was replaced by guitar Slash. So Guns N' Roses had the guns, and then Guns got replaced by Slash. Which brings us to this week's uh, bonus question. Can you tell me Slash Slash's real name, Slash's birth name? Okay, if, I, there's really no like beating around the bush here. Uh, you either know it or you don't. The first name is Biblical. And uh, the last name is uh, the name of a big bay. Not Lizzo, right? B-A-Y, big bay. The answer, by the way, is Saul Hudson. Saul Hudson is Slash's real name. Um, Is Lizzo, like, partially canceled right now? I'm trying to remember exactly. She's kind of getting like the Ellen DeGeneres thing going on where she's just basically like really shitty to her like backing dancers or singers or something like that. I'm trying to recall exactly what it was. There's a lawsuit. I haven't followed the story. I don't think it's been a huge story, but I I can't recall if Lizzo is like out or not. Um she Lizzo has two two albums now, right? I think her first one was really big, like five years ago, four years ago, whenever that was. And then I think the second one was was maybe last year or the year before when it came out. And it was like, she maybe had like one big single, but I feel like it didn't quite make the waves (coughs) uh, that her first one did. And now she's like maybe partially canceled, let's put it that way. So before we jump into uh, some medical procedures here, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you better call someone who's safe, certified, and expert you can trust. That would be my dad, Steve. Call him at 541-400-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com to get serviced to get the good stuff. Homeprideoregon.com, inspection perfection. Also, a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series. We are approaching 300 episodes here in the Bing Town Podcast. That's 300 times. The Samson Q2U series has not let me down. When God speaks, he uses Samson. And then, of course, uh, our good friends over at Cuts by Q did some some more significant Cuts by Q action, I think, on Thursday night this week. Um, you know, I, 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 I had trimmed off the sides a little bit, not like all the way down or anything like that, just to get rid of some of the kind of like bulk bushiness. Um, and then, you know, shaving the neck and taking care of that stuff too. And it, uh, it looks pretty clean. I, I got a good look going on right now, just in time for fall, just in time for uh, teaching, 
this fall in time for our fantasy football special. Although football is kind of a sore spot today. The Vikings lost another preseason game. Which, hey, if they want, if they keep winning 13 regular season games, I don't give two craps what they do in the preseason. But it's fun, you know, I dedicated the whole three hours to watching them play. And I had to put up a super quick tangent. But the way they do it in preseason is the, like, national broadcast of the game. It's not a national broadcast. It's just a local broadcast. But I think only one of the teams gets, at least from a TV perspective, I think they both get radio. But I only think... I think only one of the teams gets TV, and uh, they the TV was for the Cardinals announcers today. And man, they were. I get it if you're a homer, and I get it's like it's like a Cardinals broadcast production. You're going to talk all about your own players, but they were especially their color guy was just a really like one of those guys who just like an old football player who's just not a good announcer, and it's like how could there not be someone better in the pipeline? to call this game because this guy it wasn't just that he was a homer he was just like a really bad announcer and uh the vikings have uh, a wide receiver blake prohl who's the son of a former nfl player ricky prohl and apparently this uh cardinals color guy had like played against ricky prohl and it happened on like three or four different occasions where blake prohl caught a kept caught a pass this afternoon and every time the color guy was like son of ricky prohl that's crazy he just couldn't believe that this you know, guy's kid also went to the NFL and it was just the first time I was like, okay, yeah, like that's an interesting, you know, good point, you know, that's cool. But then he kept doing it the same thing over and over again. He was so awestruck, A-W-E-S-T-R-U-C-K. I don't know, in 290 some episodes of the Beantown Podcast, if we've ever used the term awestruck before, but it's a pretty fun one. Anyways, Vikings go on to lose. They were up 14 to 0, 5 minutes into the game and they lost 18 to 17. So, that kind of tells you what like the excitement level of the game. Uh, but the Vikings haven't won a preseason game in like what, 4 years, 5 years, something like that. It's the longest streak in football. So, hey, doesn't matter. Um, but it's it'd be fun to win, you know. I think that'd be cool. But uh cuts by Q and you need to fresh do something snappy or new call the experts at cuts by Q. Okay, so to give you last time we did this a, a couple years back, it was our top 10 medical procedures I've always wanted to try. Number 10, appendectomy. Number 9, lobotomy. Number 8, organ transplant. Number 7, vasectomy slash hysterectomy slash circumcision. That was a threefer, which is fun because they're really not, you know, vasectomy and hysterectomy, I think you can like call similar circumcision is kind of its own little thing there um six c-section five boob job four separation of conjoined twins this must have been a fun episode hey if you're new to the show and you want to listen to a just kind of a quintessential em- emphasis on the quinn um beantown podcast kind of stylistically that sounds like something that'd be uh, up your alley uh number three tracheotomy number two tonsillectomy number one of course everyone's favorite open heart surgery so we have eight here. I did not rank them, um, and this is just going to be quicker and less formal. I got nine minutes before this Cubs game starts. Um, but the reason I thought of this for today is Rachel had a visit to the OBGYN the other day, and uh, I, you know, she was she was telling me a little bit about it, and I thought to myself, you know, what, this is something as an unregistered nurse myself, something that is interesting to me. It, it intrigues me. It uh, 
piques my uh, my interest. It gets my uh, it, it wets my willy. Um, I would love to try out a pap smear. Okay, so the pap smear, of course, you gotta you gotta, first you gotta be a, a woman, but then you gotta lie down, you know, back down to the table, put your legs in the cool stirrups, uh, like if you were riding a horse at a ninety degree angle. And then my understanding of the pap smear from you know some videos I've I've watched uh, on, online, a lot of videos actually, but uh, but that's besides the point. The pap smear seems to be you kind of get in there with uh, you know almost like a scalpel, and you kind of just go to town uh, on the land down under, as Colin Hay would, Hay would say. Anytime I see Colin Hay's name, I always think of the Spanish word for uh, what is it? Is it there? Is is I there? H a y. Something like that. It's been a while since I took college Spanish. Uh, although I got an A in all my Spanish classes. Um, but you kind of get the scalpel going. And then my understanding with the pap smear, I don't really know where the pap comes into play. But I think you basically grab some eggs from there. and Unfertilized eggs, I should specify. And then you kind of smear them onto, I don't know if it's like uh, one of those like, strips that you put in the pool to test the chlorine levels or what kind of thing you're smearing this on. But my understanding then of the difference between a pap smear and like freezing your embryos is the pap smear is just like, it's for the doctor, you know, you test them and then you probably, you know, recycle them or compost them or something. If you want to like freeze the embryos, the eggs, Obviously, it's going to cost you extra because they got to, you know, put them in the ice tray and then you're you're paying them for the storage. I think that's really where, like, freezing the eggs becomes more expensive, uh, which is understandable, right? Like, storage isn't free, um, nor is, you know, cold temperatures. So, uh, unless you live up in, like, Baffin Island or something, Greenland, Svalbard, that's a V-A-L-B-A-R-D. So that's a pap smear. I think that would be fun. And then Rachel was telling me something else that didn't happen uh, at her appointment. But apparently there's this kind of cool thing where you, like, press your boobs into, like, some sort of metal plate or something. Which, I mean, I don't have, like, female boobs, but I have man boobs. And I, I feel like I could do something similar. But one thing I, I think would be really nice is I remember when our dog died, they did this cool thing where you like press the paw into wet cement or something and so then you kind of have that like the the paw print forever essentially it's almost like a fingerprint or something like that but it's like in the in the concrete in the cement whatever so i'm wondering you know hey if we're pushing our boobs into metal plates what if we push boobs into like uh, you know wet cement or concrete or something and then you kind of have that shape you know that way, you know, you wouldn't even, like, if you wanted to go, like, buy, like, if I want to go buy Rachel Bra, I was at Target earlier, you know, uh, getting garbage bags and toilet paper. But I was like, you know, you walk through, obviously, you intentionally walk through, like, the lingerie section uh, to try to get some action and stuff. But it's like, hey, if I had a little, like, cement boob in my back pocket, then I think it would just be easier to be like, oh, let me whip this baby out. You know, hold it up against, you know, are we talking A cup? Are we talking F cup, J cup? Where, you know, and then you got the numbers and you small, medium, large, a venti. But it would be a lot easier personally for me as someone who doesn't buy a lot of intimates, if I may say so, uh, to just kind of whip that out. I think, you know, something to consider, maybe there was a more lightweight material. I think, you know, if you 
like I imagine if you were dating someone with a, a larger bust, I could see that concrete getting pretty heavy. Although at the same time, there would be less concrete because the boob would push further in. It would take up more space. So there's, you know, there's probably some sort of like mathematical equation that like shows you the perfect size versus weight. I don't know, but, um, some things to consider. So not only would we be interested in the medical procedure, a a pap smear, but I think Quinn's boob memories could be an interesting business. Maybe you'd pitch on shark tank or something. Other things that could be fun, setting up a catheter. I don't really know the medical terminology for this, but it's something I'd like to just like set up. Um, I'm more familiar with the male experience, although I don't think I've been um, you know, cauterized myself in the past. But you basically stick the tube up the urethra and it, until it like locks, locks into the ureter, uh, U-R-E-T-E-R, and then basically that urine can just freely flow, which is pretty nice. So I think, you know, setting up a catheter could be pretty cool. And you could, while you're doing it for, like, increased accuracy, you can listen to the uh, smash death cab hit, Cath, from the album Narrow Stairs. Cath, she stands with a well-intentioned man, but she can't. Relax with his hands on small of her back, and so on and so forth. So something to consider. I don't know if there's a more medically uh, appropriate, uh, if someone appropriated a name for the catheter setup, but that's what I have written in my notes here. Um, next, uh, you know, last last episode we did this, we talked about the tonsillectomy. This is uh, in the in the same kind of ballpark. Uh, but wisdom teeth removal. So what I like about this is you got to kind of slice into the gums to, you know, have first contact. Rambo, first blood, right? There would be uh, there'd be first, second, third, and much more blood if I was extracting your wisdom. That's the other thing, too. When you take out wisdom teeth, you don't just, you know, get them removed. They're extracted, so I could enact my scalpel and I could extract your wisdom teeth. And it's like, you know, you can take one, two, three, four. Some people probably have like five or six. I don't know. But my my thing too is like, what do they actually do? So you slice open the gums. You see the teeth kind of hiding up there. And then it's like, you know, they're probably like any other tooth, right? So they're kind of connected to the root uh, the roots and all that stuff with uh, quest love, etc. But then you gotta, you know, what do you do to like cut that baby out? Do you just yank them with pliers, like if you were you know, taking out your own teeth, or do, is there more of like a cutting kind of action? Uh, this is one that I haven't watched a video on, so I would probably probably want to do a little bit more research before I get in there. But but then you stitch it back up, just like tying shoelaces, and then you're uh, you're good to go. So wisdom teeth removal. Extraction, uh, rather. I should change what I have written in my notes. Uh, cornea transplant. This is kind of an interesting one, right? There, You've heard the stories now of people who uh, they're blinded. Maybe, excuse me, a solar eclipse or something. I don't really know what you did to get blinded. It's not my, you know, not my eyes. But then you can actually transfer corneas to 
a new uh, a person with bad corneas. I see. My thing is though, who's given up their corneas? This would have to be like one of your like, you die, but they check your wallet and you're an organ donor kind of thing. Um, but how good? You know, how long do corneas last? You get, I assume you got to put them on ice. You know, Tom Tom Cruise kind of Tom Tom Cruise kind of did this right in uh, Minority Report. He gets the new corneas. So I think you know I wouldn't probably need to watch many videos because I've seen that probably one and a half times. Uh, Minority Report. It's a Spielberg film based off of a Philip K. Dick short story. It's Tom Cruise and uh, Colin Farrell. It's pretty. It's a. It's a great kind of. Uh, sci-fi thriller. Good, solid movie. But I would probably watch that to get you some new corneas. A couple more here. I don't really know what this is, but Spinal Fusion is what I have written in my notes. I guess you got to, like, you know, make an incision in the back. And then I imagine, you know, you got the welders, and they have, like, the cool welding tool and the little, like, face mask looks like Iron Man or something. I suppose if you were fusing something together, you would probably want to do something like that. Now, the question I would have with that which relates to the next thing we want to try, which is burn debridement. I don't know if that's how you say it. The word made me think of debris, but this has a D-E, not an S. Debridement, D-E-B-R-I-D-E-M-E-N-T. So if you're if you're fusing the spine together with like a blowtorch kind of tool, it doesn't have to be a blowtorch, but a, a similar tool, then, um, you know, you'd probably have uh, some burns elsewhere on the skin and you might need a skin graft which is the last thing we want to do and there's one more thing too but burn debridement is kind of when you like are trying to like fix an open wound but there's like other specks of stuff in there you know bone cement uh nerds the candy you know, so if you you need to you need to debride that region, and so you'd probably need to do that if you whipped out the blowtorch for spinal fusion. But skin grafting thing is kind of cool too. It's where I can like, I can turn you over. I can get your big old booty. Probably want to wax it first to make it look nice, and then you just kind of slice off that you know epi- epidermic region, e p i d e r m i c. And then you just kind of transplant it, you know, to wherever. It could be your throat, um, you know, your left ear, your the back of your kneecap. Not the back of your knee, the back of your kneecap specifically, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, but that's skin graft. And then the last one, gastric bypass, right? I just imagine, like... You know when you're you got a vacuum and it has like the attachments and one of them is kind of like a cool little tube. I kind of imagine like what if I just like I don't know like kind of cut a hole in like the belly or the butt or wherever they're you know bypassing the gas from, and you just kind of uh, kind of put it in there and then like twist clockwise probably to like lock in, and then just uh, you know turn your vacuum on high or something. I don't know. We used to have that cool vacuum system in our house growing up that we never actually used, but it's like you can like connect a hose or a tube to the wall, and I don't really know what happens after that, but we never used it. I thought it was always kind of cool, though. I wasn't supposed to open it and like throw stuff in there, but I might have thrown a nerd, uh, nerds in there once or twice. 
uh, just the grape ones. I, I don't care for those as much. Uh, but those were my medical procedures. Uh, part two I've always wanted to try. Pap smear, boob mold, Quinn's, Quinn's boob molds. Uh, trademark, you heard it here first. Catheter setup with some teeth extraction, cornea transplant, spinal fusion, burn debridement, skin graft, and gastric bypass. So there you go. As an unregistered nurse, I am officially unlicensed to try these things, but that doesn't mean I won't try. So if he, I mean, if you lose your corneas or something, or um, you want me to shave some skin off your butt, just let me know. Or attach, <laughs> attach the vacuum uh, hose. We'll see what we can do. Th- thanks for tuning in. Those were some medical procedures I would like to try. Thank you for playing trivia. Uh, and you can always stay in touch with the show. We are on Twitter. I guess it's X now, at BeantownCast. I am at White Buns with a Z. Follow us on Instagram, Q.QueenD. And, of course, uh, if you could, if you're listening, if you can, uh, whatever podcast app you're listening in, give us a like, a subscribe, a five-star rating. And tell us, you know, your favorite uh, Guns N' Roses song. That'd be great. That's what I got for you. Cubs game is starting up here in Pittsburgh. I'm going to keep going on my hazy beer hug, make some supper. And uh, I'm done walking for the day, okay? Uh, 14-plus miles. Although I will go listen to the James Taylor song, Walking Man, because that's a great song. Uh, that's what I got for you. Let's cue up the outro music here. My name is Quinn David Furness, everyone. Uh, we'll see you in September next week for our fantasy football special. Everyone stay safe, stay sane. I'll check in on you next time. Bye. Uh.